Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast with me, Michael Tinkser. We at Hospitality Mavericks are here to inspire leaders in the hospitality and restaurant industry to create heart-centered and profitable businesses from the inside out, the kind that both employees and customers love and support. In today's podcast, we're joined by the great Mark Pitcher, Sparklighter, Purpose Finder, Firewalker Instructor, Speaker, Coach, and the founder of Smash the Box. Mark is all about helping you finding your inner purpose. Find that spark inside you and helping you to smash your box. If you have not seen some of the great content Mark share on social media, start following him today. I sat down with Mark to talk about leadership, humanity, the power of giving back, and how you can transform people's life through coaching. Be Maverick and tune in. Welcome to the Hospitality Maverick podcast, Mark. It's given me a, a great pleasure to have you down here in Brighton. We are sitting in a very beautiful spot looking over the city. You can see the sea right now and the sun is out. It's really hot outside and I'm looking forward to show you a bit of town before you have to head up to London again. Yeah, thank you. Amazing to be here and great to sit and see the sea. Yeah. So this is our third date. We had our second date a couple of weeks ago so where I was made a guest it on your third date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're sharing starters. Yeah. <laughs> We're maybe going to have a meal today. I was in your podcast, which I'm really looking forward because when I went out of there, I thought, wow, we talked about a lot of things. So, mm. so, so there was a lot of energy going on there. We smashed the box. We smashed the box. Yeah, yeah. we definitely did. Yeah. September out. Yeah. September. Okay, good. Yeah. For people that don't know who Mark Pitcher is, can you just give you a bit of a background if this is the first time they're ever listening into you? I'm a spark lighter. Yeah? I like to light a spark in people. I think that permeates everything I do. It's essentially my purpose, really, is to light a spark in people so they can make their mark on the world, perform at their natural best. I'll give you a very brief perhaps background some of people might have heard my story before after a few years backpacking around the globe I sort of came back to the UK and settled into a career in sales effectively in in hospitality technology like a lot of people fell into it it was a complete accident I didn't grow up in a restaurant I mean I had a few bar jobs in the past you know and you know I had some success with it and and that sort of period of time which spanned in the end some 23 plus years the latter part of that was spent with an amazing business which is still going called forth there were you know literally five of us at the beginning two amazing investors in Derek and Edwina Lilly and and off we went five guys out to conquer the world and it was like all small companies it was a it was a bumpy ride at the beginning and uh, we nearly didn't make it a few times but that business group continues today when I stepped out which is over two years ago now sort of 500 plus people and and, it, and, it, and it's a great business at that time I was sort of chasing a dream like a lot of people you know I was chasing a dream of making it making it in a very classic western capitalist way you know the house on the beach the car in the drive the, the family holidays and all that good stuff and, and achieved a lot of it but my story changed dramatically uh, woke up on the 6th of July 2016 to the news that my eldest son Charlie I've got four children my eldest son Charlie had taken his own life don't really have to sort of tell you what a, well it was a complete shock and life stopped completely stopped and everything went a bit dark for a while but I made two very early decisions and one was that I wasn't going to become a victim of it I was going to react to it I was going to find something positive in this which was hard at the beginning and I was going to create something amazing to sort of create a legacy for him his life was very short he was 18 and Charlie was always a very generous kid like a lot of teenagers he wasn't perfect one of his probably his overriding quality was his generosity 
he passed his driving test quite early and would pick his mates up from the station late, lend them 30 quid, all that sort of stuff. And uh, I thought, right, how can I capture the spirit of that and use it? And around this time, shortly before I lost Charlie, I discovered coaching. I'd always kind of been a people person at heart. I was a very unorthodox salesperson. I was fascinated by what drove people. And I almost did a psychology degree at... Um, Birkbeck and, yeah. and was looking into all sorts of different things. But I saw this coaching thing pop up on my LinkedIn. Life, you know, become a life coach, transform people's life, find purpose, find meaning. And you, you and I was like, oh, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. And it, it ticked a box for me. So off I went and started this journey. And I, that's all I had, really. I, I came out of where I was. I went back briefly. Uh, I have an incredible former CEO, a guy called Ben Hood, who was amazing to me at the time and just said, look, take the time out, take as much time as you need. And I did. But I kind of knew in my heart that I needed my purpose had changed and it was a different dream and I needed to create this thing and I quit it all and here I am smash the box doing it coaching workshops uh, speaking first of all like yeah thanks for sharing that story I can, this is not the first time I hear it and every time it makes me you know when you have family you understand that things like that it's a hard thing but you can never understand how it is to, to lose your, your, own, your own child that, uh, that is something mm. you don't wish for anyone to, to happen and, uh, yeah I think, I think it's a very powerful set up for, for what we're going to talk about now because what you're all about is you know how you re enrique purpose with your clients can you tell a bit about what is it that you do with your clients and how do they actually find that uh, discovering this new route which I don't think was just a clear plan you had from day one where you actually develop that on the journey as you told me before when something like that happens to you which I wouldn't wish it on anybody you go through or I went through this massive period of it was almost like taking inventory of myself you know identity who am I what's the point what is all this about and it, it's a great might sound a strange way to say it, but exercise and self-awareness. So I became very self-aware, knew what my strengths were, knew what my weaknesses are. And for me, purpose is the cornerstone, you know, of everything. It's the North Star. It, some people don't like the word, and these, you know, there's different ways to say it, isn't there? You know, find your why, find your purpose, your meaning, your, your you know, why you here. But for me, it is a North Star. I think if you don't find purpose, and not everybody does or wants to, you will go through life and it's a bit like getting in a car and just driving for me or getting in a ship and just sailing you'll have some amazing experiences along the way and some random encounters and life will you know doesn't mean life can't be enjoyable but at some point and I think probably happens to everybody you're going to say hey where, where is all this going what's this all about so I became very very fixated on how, so how do you help people with that so I've, I found mine and I got a bit of help with it and I was and in terms of being able to articulate it and I thought right I want everybody to to have that opportunity so that's what I do now. One, my sort of flagship workshop is around how to find your purpose and be able to articulate it in a set of words. And you know, but coming from within. And when you find it, and I've seen it, you know, it's a, it's an amazing moment. I go through this series of exercises with people, coach them through. It's like panning the rivers of your past <laughs> mm. to come up with these nuggets because there will be themes there. Yeah, there'll be times where you were really accelerated because I, I did a similar thing not with, with you but with Simon Sinek's Y course uh, and it was an online thing but I was very dedicated to it because I also had a period of being in the wilderness and it's crazy when you start to look back when you've been successful how you sometimes deny those moments and don't 
repeat them because you think you need to go with, with the masses, as you said, the, the, the car, the boat. Yeah, I think, I mean, by the way, Simon Sinek, I'm a massive fan and he's one of my big inspirations in all this. You know, absolutely right. I think some people don't want to think about it, but I think it is really important. I've seen what it can do for people. What I find interesting is that when you encounter someone for the first time, you meet someone for the first time and they'll usually they'll say, you know, you'll get past your name. What's your name? You know, more, mm. my name is. And the next question invariably is what do you do? Yeah. Which I think is the most boring question on the planet because actually what you do between the hours of eight and six or nine and five does not define you in my book. I much prefer what you're passionate about, which throws some people and some people will say, oh, what do you mean in work or in life? And I'm like, whatever you want, both. But when you ask what people are passionate, it opens up this whole Pandora's box of conversation that for me is far more interesting. And you get an insight into what really makes that person tick and, and you start getting clues as to what drives that person. And it might be that actually, yes, they're an accountant or a teacher or a lawyer. And I don't know why I just picked those three. But actually, secretly, they've always wanted to be a pilot or a dancer or, you know, an Mm. artist. And it's never too late. It's never too late. You can make that decision in this moment. Yeah. As we talked about recently. Can you define the purpose uh, a bit for people out there because for some people purpose yeah. can be many things so what is your your definition of yeah purpose? my preferred definition very much comes from the Simon Sinek world so I see purpose as two things or as two parts to it what's the contribution you want to make while you're here and there's no religious context to this by the way but what do you want to contribute while you're here to your family to your community to your workplace to the world even and once you've established that there'll be a verb there that's a, that's a, there might be several things, but there'll be one standout thing, or there will be by the time you've been through my exercises. You know? <laughs> and, and then secondly, second part is, and what's the impact of that? So what's the impact of you doing that on other people around you? And the before and after. So before and after meeting Michael or Mark, what's, what's the impact of that? And for me, when you put those two things together, that forms a very powerful statement and gives you a sense of, purpose and and meaning to your life yeah everything you then do becomes a vehicle for that so the job you do the volunteer work you do the way you parent the way who you are as a friend become vehicles for that that's that's how i see it yeah yeah and i can only say to people who haven't or maybe on the the fence of trying out you know working with your purpose do it Mm. it will give you a clarity and direction and it'll be easy to say yes and no to things which is often yeah. our biggest problem is to say no in life and we get involved in things we never should have been involved in because we don't don't take that decision from a purpose point of view. 100%. Almost. And it, it absolutely it can inform help you what to say yes to to say no to help decisions you know what what next step to take in your career you know talking about you know changing earlier talking about like or maybe you want to be an artist dancer maybe you don't maybe you're very happy in in your chosen path or field but you want to make a change or what relationship you want to be in or find or leave or you know all it permeates so many things yeah so you do do it through workshop with uh, with people you do it in individual coaching we touched a bit on and also know you have a podcast where you try to yeah. in, inspire people, I guess. And it's very wide range of people there. It's very interesting. You get you get insights into worlds that normally would, and you often take them on board, I guess, because they have an interesting purpose. They're living their purpose, I guess. Yeah, that's that's pretty true. And, and you know, as you know, you've been on it, and well, that'll be out really soon. So I'm interested in stories. You know, we've talked a lot about purpose, but I'm everybody has a story. Everybody has a unique gift to bring to the world. I really believe that. I just just do. I'm interested in people's stories. I'm particularly interested in, and, and maybe this is unconscious in me, based on what happened in my life, people who've overcome 
adversity or they've pushed through I always say if you can find another human being that's been through what you've been through or similar and and is doing something really positive with it then you can too so I'm I'm always interested to find people with inspiring stories and and share them and and often you find there is a strong purpose in there and in a business that in my business that's kind of very centric around me you know me speaking me coaching me delivering the podcast is a lovely way to share other people's stories and it's a way of putting value out into the universe in in a way that help and and i guess there's two sides to it one is yeah it feels it just feels good to do it i've always has a slight journalistic leaning i I did have this idea of writing a book about people many years ago which and i guess i'm kind of doing it now through the podcast i just have a natural curiosity for people so selfishly i do get to indulge that i would do the podcast anyway even if i didn't have the business you know podcasts are very of the moment and i listen to a lot of audio and it's just great to share people's stories and then you get wonderful moments there that it's a little time capsule and i love that moment where people hear them back and say wow is that really me and yeah yeah and, and uh, the fact that, that it that's some of the best things about doing podcasts as you, you know you, yeah you made me sound so cool i thought no you did that yourself you but, did that yourself yeah. yeah yeah exactly and it's um and actually there is a play into coaching i guess which is for me being a coach one of the biggest things about being a coach is about asking great questions you know? yeah and I, sh- I show people how to ask questions of themselves mm. i try and bring that to the podcast as well by you know asking the right questions so you get the essence of the person doing these things it sounds like it makes you feel good when we talk about it but does it really matter you can ask if you came in like we're really you know put in front of the, the decision maker in the business yeah we do this because yeah, yeah we'll have to do that because that's great for a business to talk a bit about purpose get the employees involved it doesn't actually give any business results you know if you have to be a bit like or you're just running around doing this because you would like to do it it does do you really change the world with this i believe you can change the world and, and i always say you know we're changing the world one person at a time i talk about and you know the ripple effect and start small dream big and start small and i really believe that and i think if i didn't i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing there's different schools of thought aren't there and i think with business and you might see this every now and again you kind of just meet uh, and they i wish there were more of them but you you just meet people who who really care they really do live it and you can smell it you can see it straight off and they really really are purpose and values driven others less so sometimes it's it depends on the where the stage the business is at which will affect people's thinking and and i'm not here to judge any of it i'm just That's very interesting like that as well i actually in a way disagree slightly on that because it's a conscious choice to make because we just talked about taking that moment of choice and you're seeing like companies like patagonia they're being staying true, you know, and there's companies out there. But it's a tough choice, you said, because you can be in different stages where you can be indulged with money. Yeah, I just think any business has to ask itself, you know, what are you in this for and for how long? I take a long-term view, you know, I will always do this. I know that in my business. And so I need to be able to look back on every decision I make and every video I put out and go, yeah, I'm happy to put my name to that. In 10 years, look back and go, yeah, I'm glad I did that. I'm still, I still stand by that. Maybe my view of certain things will have changed. I don't know, but and not, oh yeah, I did that to get a quick buck. And I think people increasingly, we're in an era now where there's lots of talk about millennials and Generation Z and what do they want and how do we manage them? One thing that I do see is companies are needing to become a lot more values driven. Whether you do that for genuine reasons or whether you do that because actually you want the business to be financially successful, but increasingly young generation are looking for that and they can smell authenticity. Either you do it 
from the get-go or you you do it properly you know you're not afraid to rip up the rule book now and again and go right actually we are going to look at our purpose or we're going to reevaluate it and really show people that you're doing that yeah and this is like a muscle you need to maybe i've seen many organizations also we work with where they started out with a very clear purpose and identity and we had nisha on the podcast that's not an example of one we work with but you could just feel she was so clear about the direction and she said it was Mowgli that took her on the journey it was not the other way around she right, was she okay. was a servant of Mowgli yeah which is quite interesting way of viewing it yeah but we see so many in the other direction where they had a really strong purpose when they start out and then as the business evolved yeah. suddenly they started chipping away of that I forgot to revisit it yeah and say the purpose has to be re-enriched in a different way yeah it's a bit like you need to find reinvent your identity yeah, as a, a human being, when you go yeah. through different growth stages in life, yeah. in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that. I mean, look at music. Look at how many times Madonna in reinvented herself. Now, I don't know whether she sat down and reinvented, you know, reevaluated her purpose in life. To be successful, it's be, being able to move and reinvent, and it's important, I think. Yeah. So, give sense, you say, for for business to work on that, because I think one thing you said, and you said that when we met up here a bit earlier as well, that if you don't do that, where would you be in ten years' time? Which is a great question to be, if you don't start looking into this and actually start accepting that. And I don't think it's the millennial thing. I think that maybe the generation earlier, including myself, we just a bit, a bit more accepting of not taking this for granted. It was a bit more metodistic, where actually even these generations now starting to see that that model doesn't work. You know, yeah. I've maybe been, you know, blindfolded a bit. And I actually need to go back to why I actually started out in my early 20s to try to pursue things in yeah. life, um, where you really want... Often there's a lot of people who want to change the world. I see that within my own friends as well. A lot of people in their twenties want to change the world, and yeah. they hit forty, they just forget. Oh, it's just just how it is. Yeah. I'm just going to take care of my job, and then you can just say they will. I would say to them, I almost get frustrated with them. Yeah. No, no, no. You have so many years left. You just you not only have twenty years left in the employment market or in the world. You have maybe forty years where you actually you can actually make a difference with all the experience you have now. Hundred percent. Look, I'm fifty-one. I reinvented myself at forty-eight. And for me, in my head, I'm halfway through, you know, I'm here for a long time. And, you know, medi- modern medicine is changing. People are living longer. Maybe 30, 40 years ago, 51 is like, hey, you're you know, home straight, pipe and slippers, but not, not now. I think it's a really interesting point you make. Yeah, so there's that. I think the internet provides a fantastic vehicle for people to be able to, if it's, so if it's a business you want to start to be able to do that, where they, you know, could before, look, we're doing this podcast and we're trying to reach a lot of people, which without having to go to gatekeepers, as it were. But there's also, I don't talk about it enough. I always try and actually talk about something new on, a, on an interview that I haven't talked about before. And I've got this thing at the moment about money and, and I'm not here to judge it. And I believe in money and I believe in creating wealth. I think you can do amazing things with it if you have the right purpose. Back to our point. Right but, intention. But for me, money is not wealth. Money is a symbol of wealth and it's just one symbol of wealth. And that's great if you want to do that. And some people are like, I just want to earn a ton of money. Then I'll give back and contribute. And, and that, I, I respect that. But there are other symbols of wealth and there are other ways to feel good. And, and by feel good, I mean feel fulfilled. And I think that there's also a lot of talk the moment about happiness which is not helpful it's very oversimplified i think this idea like being happy and again you know back to simon sinek i agree with him that happiness is an outcome it's an outcome it's a result like profit is a result but if you invest if you invest with the right value and the right purpose you get in and in people which is i know central to this podcast and your business you will get the profits and you know 
assuming that the product is good enough and the talent is there, of course, but there's all those things are important. And happiness is an outcome. So I think, you know, not every day is a good day. I am deeply fulfilled in the work that I do, found my purpose, but if you steal my wallet or my phone, and or you know if my wife left me i would be unhappy life still gets in the way so i'm i'm a very realistic optimist you know i'm a positive i'm positivity all the way but with a touch of realism and i think that if you can find fulfillment it'll get you through the tough days so my one of my aims is to create more happy days in your, you know how can we create more moments like that in your life more happy days more mm. happy moments and let's string a few of those together so i just sitting and listening to you here and i think think many people also there's need, you need to accept there's not a there's not happiness all the time and also the bad times actually help you accelerate so it's a bit like the you thing i don't know if you heard about that psychology they did on the you thing they saw people's performance so when they started something new they were really alert and really performing well in the beginning and then when the task came to the middle they lost a bit of momentum and then if they had triggers to make them feel like so they were very either you know you could say it was a deadline to an exam so they knew there was three okay. days to the exam they right. would say okay we only have three days now we need to regroup we need to finish this paper yeah then they find means and resources to get it done even though it looked mission impossible and come back on a high okay, performance yeah. level and i think we, we as human beings we we're also there so our most important thing is i'm i'm very fascinated about tony robbins is about how do you keep high energy all the day how do you actually keep yourself up at a higher standard all day mm. how do you know when you are slipping and you actually need to get back on like your on standards and yeah. it's, it's about energy because that's what it's all about and and then, and then how do you use music how do you use you know your purpose how do you use you know physical movement how mm. do you use doing things you like and maybe not going to make you a millionaire but it's definitely something you like to do yeah for uh, it's interesting you mentioned tony robbins who's someone that i you know admire greatly and and, and follow not every day but you know, I do take inspiration from. I've been to his event. You know, walked over the hot coals and all that stuff, and it's and it's and you're amazing. A firewalker as well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. More to come on that. Watch yeah. this space. Yeah. Anyone that wants to do a firewalk. Yeah, I loved it so much. Yeah, it was, yeah. Was, it's accelerating. Do, do my I, own. I, I can't. I can't. I can't even remember. I can remember I lifted up a lady very high, and she got very scared because I was like pumped with energy. You know, yeah. from it's that session. You know, it's like you can't explain it. You just go and try it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's inc- it's incredible experience. You know, I have this thing with fire a little bit actually. I. I, I I call what I do lighting a spark you know that's what I do I've seen in a post there's a lot of fire going on a lot of fire going on yeah yeah energy I'm I'm obsessed with energy and at 40 at 51 nearly took a few years off there you know I, I know that I need a lot of it for what I do I'm anything I can do to get more energy you know whether it's through nutrition through exercise through the people I surround myself with I'm I'm, I'm in and energy is it's, it's everything and I think and that doesn't mean you have to be jumping around the room on fire every minute but different things work for different people. You know, I'm not here to sort of preach. What works for me is mantras. So music, I like music, but I'm, I love mantras. Some people are like, it's, it's a vision board or it's mm. something visual or it might be music. And that can work for me sometimes. I just have these, a, a sort of a little collection of mantras that I use. So if I'm procrastinating, it's do it now, do it now, do it now. And I get this, I repeat my mantras to myself in my to get them in or, or what's feeling like got to do with it is one of my favorites. Because the reason that most people do things or don't do things is because they don't feel like it which comes back to energy 
you know, shall I go to the gym at the end of today or not? I don't feel like it, or do I feel like it? And when you let your feelings drive your actions, then you're always going to be at the mercy. It sounds obvious, but you're going to be at the mercy of your emotions. So actually, when you just tell yourself, like, it doesn't, just do it anyway. Yeah, you don't feel like it, but do it anyway. For me, those days are the victories. Those are the victories, those moments where you think, I don't feel like it, but I did it anyway. And actually, that's a lot where confidence comes from. Through action, and if I say, if someone's saying he's lacking confidence, and again, no magic bullet, there's no one thing, but I will always talk to them about instilling habits and rituals that they consistently keep up whether they feel like it or not and you know they will build confidence over time what is your beside mantras do you have any other energy hacks or any rituals you do in the morning uh, to to get set you up for the day yeah i'm very ritualistic i didn't used to be in my old life but i am these days i'm big on exercise so i'm i do a boot camp on my local common i live in chiswick west london so 6 30 out there with a group of others being put through our paces that's kind of my first introduction to the day and then is that every day or every weekday Every week morning, day. every weekday morning. I probably would do it every day, actually, but family time. I do, I do something called a centering breath, which is, I guess it's my form of meditation. I don't really meditate. I, I'm, I'm too much of a doer. I tried meditation, didn't really work for me. I respect the hell out of it. So I do this little centering breath where I do a series of inhale for you know, three or four seconds, hold it, then let it out, and I repeat that four times. And I, and I repeat my purpose every morning. You know, so if you anyone walking past a car park in West London, which is behind my flat, will see <laughs> me in my gym gear repeating this mantra. And it's just what I do, and it just sets me up for the day. And I do practice a bit of gratitude at the same time. So I do it. It's all one one exercise. I repeat my purpose to myself. I'm grateful for my, you know, my loved ones, my family, and then I go off and do my day. Yeah. Cool. Back to the industry. We both have a touch point: the, the restaurant and mm. hospitality industry. Where do you see that industry is right now? We can take the the filter of uh, you know purpose and values led businesses. Well, there's a lot that's gone on. You know, been hit by the perfect storm. A lot of people talked about you know cost, property, talent cliff, talent crisis, Brexit, economic mm. has impacted this business and make it so hard. Where do you see the, the the industry from from the way you view the world? Where do I see it going, or where do I see it right now? Where do you see it right now, and as well also where do you see it in in five years time if we continue? I, I guess I thought first I'll caveat my answer. I, I'm I don't pretend for a second to be sort of an expert on on the sector per se. I mean I've never been an operator, although I've been in and around the sector for as I say, you know. 20 almost 25 years now so I know a lot of people in it and I know people who care deeply for it I'm, I'm a big believer that there's there's always cycles everything you know what goes away will come back and and people are food and drink and they like to eat out I think London's the best city in the world and it's fantastic for restaurants I see it's having a obviously a really tough time particularly that sort of what what we term in the sector as the casual dining sector I think I don't know this sort of era of chains chain restaurants I, I think there's a question mark over that as how you know we've seen that you know these companies running at hundreds and hundreds of sites we've seen that fail I'm not saying the models some people might say that model has failed and again back to this point about I just think it's just it was why you're doing it if, if you come back to why you're doing it if the founder is still involved in the business and the DNA is there then I think it's got every chance whether the business is struggling or not you've got every chance because if that founder can inspire and in, and really communicate those values out and that purpose. You'll bring you'll bring people with you around a, you know around something. That said, you know some companies that's not always the case. You know it might be they might be on their second or third 
CEO, and I've seen that work really well as well. There is, and this might be controversial, but you know, for some brands, at what point do you say, hey, we had a good run? You know, like a band, just like a band, you know? So do you go on forever, like status quo? Are you, are you a sort of oasis and, well, actually probably a bad example, isn't it? <laughs> you know, are you, yeah, or do you just kind of put a lid on it and, like, and go, you know, cirrhosis, like the Beatles, you know, yeah. and go, you know, we had a good run and there it is and, and off we go and it's forever there and go on to something else. And yeah. I think all I know is as a consumer, you can sense it within a matter of minutes, probably seconds actually, but just, but you know, the, you walk in the door, you know, and it, and you can have the most amazing decor and amazing atmosphere and even the most amazing food. But, you know, if I don't get a smile, you're on the back foot straight away, you know. A lot of companies might be under pressure to hire the right staff. And, you know, some of that people will say that's just intrinsic in people. How do you find those people? But a lot of it can be trained, you know, and a lot of it can be taught. That's what, you know, I spend a lot of time doing. Emotional intelligence. Look, a lot of the stuff that makes a brand really successful doesn't cost much money, I think. It costs a bit of time and persistent and, you know, willpower, of yeah. course. yeah. And that's free. That's the last time I looked it up. But um, just to wrap on that, yeah. I think I'm an optimist and I believe that the sector, even though it's going through a tough time, will bounce back in whatever form that is. But I think it will bounce back. There are, you know, and I've, there are some fantastic people in this sector and it'll come back. And you're spot on. There will always be people that will be eating out. Yeah. That's my mom always says. There's yeah. two jobs always going to prevail. It's the undertaker. People are going to be dying. And the rest of the time, they're going to be eating. And that's forgiven. She's so right. if you look a bit about the challenges, because one of, the, one of the things that's coming up a lot right now, what I see as well, is the people challenge mm. and there's a lot of people that says to me like there's just no people there's nothing to recruit they don't want to work in the sector and then i says yes that's true what is the outcome of that why is that the situation we're in and i think it's probably nothing to do with you but it's accumulating that we don't have a talent crisis we in a way goes further back and we just have to look in that mirror and accept it and that, that's why we're here hospitality maverick as well we need to accept we have a leadership crisis mm. because people don't leave businesses or industries they leave leaders yeah so even though you're doing well we need to find out how do we take to the next level and i think that's one of the big solutions in my view on how we we solve some of the challenges we're in and i think you are right there's some 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 maybe had their gig and other needs to come in a way and there's some interesting things happening um we had nisha again mentioned again like an interesting kind of organism i wouldn't say even call it organization i wouldn't even call it a restaurant chain it's like this thing this movement going on in the north and outside london okay. and you can feel when you come in you can feel that thing yeah like the first time i come in you can just feel that thing and uh, yeah. it was the smile it was the, the energy it was the sound you could just feel this is a special place yeah and what's going on here what are these guys up to because it's so different from what we've been for a long time we're very profit driven which yeah. uh, which needs to be profit in business and money needs to come into the sector of course but we forgot a bit in my view uh, the the care for our you know people and the care for our products and food and quality yeah. of that and then our customers because that's mental what hospitality is about and i think that's that's the, probably our biggest challenge as we go forward in the industry to to reinvigor that because then i think it maybe sounds a bit fluffy but i'm thinking business will try when you find your own unique way of doing that i'm not saying somebody is more right than others right yeah i, I think i agree with you on the leadership crisis point i think i talk about something that i call it the value exchange because there's a lot of talk about how do we recruit the right talent and you know you can you can have a career in hospitality where you know sometimes it's not always seen as a you know as a great career perhaps by by older generations by parents you know and we and i think it's a particular thing to the uk because you go to france and spain and italy and it is this value exchange i think again it comes back to purpose when you can understand 
what makes somebody tick and what their what their purpose is so if i come to work for you and let's say one thing i'm really passionate about is dance let's say or becoming a pilot and you know that so you know that that's my dream this this job i'm being asked to wait tables or serve in a bar and that's not my dream but that's okay that's okay so there's this kind of acceptance that this isn't your dream job but do you know what? We're going to invest in you. We're going to give you all the skills we possibly can, even possibly beyond, you know, open doors for you, help you to nurture that passion, that that thing you've got, that dream you have. And we'll do all of that. And the exchange is, but by the way, while you're here, will you please be nice to the customers, smile, give and give the best and really represent our band in the best way possible. And again, that's very, for me, that's real. So let's not kid ourselves that everyone was just born to work in a restaurant. And for me, what I've seen happen over the years is that some of those people will leave and pursue the dream. And they will always look back fondly, a great ambassador for that brand that they left and say, do you know what, those, that was like my college years. You know, imagine looking back and going, those were the days. Those, oh God, and I will always, they'll probably send people to your restaurant or, They'll go and live, go for the dream and it didn't work out. And they come back and they go, you know, I kind of liked it there. I'm going to go back and do that. And they come back a different person. Or maybe they, you know, maybe they just stick around and go, you know what? I thought I wanted to be a dancer. Mm. Or, but maybe it's more of a hobby. I kind of like it. I never saw myself running five restaurants, but I kind of like it. And they might stay. You don't know. So it's, but when you, but it's getting real with people and really understanding them and not just paying lip service to it. I think we, we have a guest here. I'm just going to open the door and see you. We, we have a present. Uh, we have a delivery. A oh. delivery for you. Ah, for me? Yeah. <laughs> so we, we have a I little... recognize. <laughs> Thank you very much. So we have a little box here for you. And yeah. that was me genuinely so thinking because, because last little... time I wanted to smash the box. <laughs> I didn't have a box. <laughs> so I thought this time I would be ready with a box. Ready with a box. And uh, there's something inside it for oh, you as well. So, so I shouldn't smash it just yet. Okay. Ah, wow, so, so, the so, so, alchemist. So, so that's actually lead perfectly to the next questions about where you get getting inspiration from. Because I thought, I did never know if you ever read The Alchemist. I've never read it. No, okay, well, I, then you need to, because that's one of those, you know, about purpose. Yeah. And, uh, so I wanted to, to touch a bit about books, and I thought this would be the perfect moment to do the, the bit of a coming in with the, the box. Thank and you, you. You can take the box with you as well and use it as part of a, you know, a... Uh, a little feature in your podcast as well yeah thank you very much yeah. and uh, it's in my colours as well orange yeah, yeah yeah I thought so yeah. smash the box colours and it's also in the hospitality Maverick colours that's yeah. the colour of positivity we have colours we have orange in, yeah. in common yeah. Yeah, yeah thank you so much thank you good. a so, fable about following your dream wow it's yeah. my kind of book yeah good good but well we're not done yet so hang on a bit coming coming to <laughs> books do you have uh, you know uh, any like you know star books people have to read so this is what as you can imagine one of ours and mine i think everybody should read and it's not a business book mm. it's about you know journey of life yeah yeah uh, th- well thank you again it's really kind of you and so books yes obvious one simon sinek start with why just yeah. because of the impact it had on me 10 years ago yeah uh, one of the few books i finished the book and then went straight back and reread it immediately with my highlighter pen and just you know and still dip in and out of it now i still think it stands the test of time there's a great book called tuesdays with Murray which is not a business book. It's not a personal development book. So it's based on a true story. And it's written by a guy called Mitch Albom, A-L-B-O-M. Only a short book. And I highly, highly recommend it to anyone. Anyone's heading for the beach or likes a bit of summer reading. And it's just a wonderful, without spoiling it, a wonderful story of a guy. He's a sports journalist. 
and he reaches a point in his life where he starts to sort of hits a bit of a midlife crisis I guess you can say starts to and he starts thinking back and reflecting and he decides to look up his old university lecturer who was a bit of a mentor figure to him back in the day finds him tracks him down and this guy is right at the end of his life and his his health is failing and he goes and spends Tuesdays with him hence the title of the book Tuesdays with Murray and it's all about life lessons you know so so for someone who's literally about to leave the planet and and passing on wisdom and it's just it's just what it's very emotional book but it's very in a good way it's very heartwarming so that's probably my one of my all-time favorites he's written other books as well he's written another book called the five people you meet in heaven which uh, is fiction actually i believe it's all about who you want to become (laughs) yeah and i guess if i had to if i can have a third it would be man's search for meaning Oh yeah, that's a, Victor, a beautiful, beautiful Victor book. Frankl. Tough, yeah. tough about you know concentration camps and survival. Yeah, and that you know exactly right. And that might sound a very heavy topic, but just the the again the well he called it logotherapy, um, but the psychology there involved in how to survive something like that and how he did where others couldn't. Uh, it's just an incredible book. And this whole idea that you know you doesn't matter what you do to me, you, but you can't take my mind and and. again there's a massive you know one of the things that permeates me my work and my life is I always say to people going back to the start of the podcast it's not what happens to you in life it's how you react to it and for me that book just epitomizes that so those are my top three probably yeah it's very good so the alchemist would very support that very well because that's about you know you set out on a journey and you think that you want to have wealth i think that's what he sets out to do right and he finds out it's so much more wealth is so much more than just money yeah but you can if you every time you read this book i've read it five times and every time you get a new perspective on things wow. and it really depends on where you're in your life i read it when i was 22 the first time i'm 40 and you're still reading and, and i'm reading i'm trying to read it every year i'm going on summer holiday of course you can read it faster and faster but uh, it still you know gives you an insight into life so i thought you would enjoy that so well, i'm thank you very much i'm definitely going to read it yeah. be and i might even feature it i do a, a daily video broadcast yeah, uh, no, yeah, through yeah, yeah. through facebook as you know yeah. and i feature books yeah. i feature and i sort of reinterpret the wisdom and maybe i can feature this one so oh yeah i, I yeah. think you will definitely get something out of that every yeah. everyone i've been either giving that book or met that's read that book they get something different out of it right okay uh, well maybe there's a podcast in yeah to to do that your heroes in life we touched a bit about some of them simon sinek we we touched a bit on tony robbins and some of the authors of the books you just mentioned is there any others you know when you're on your own you need to get that inspiration uh, yeah from somewhere i see inspiration in the everyday i mean it might sound an obvious answer but my family you know my wife yeah. inspired my children inspire me every day i'm blessed with a very loving and supportive family support what i do i see inspiration you know i see it in the special needs teaching assistant at my son's school who was born deaf and has dedicated her life to helping kids with special needs you know I see that and probably I get more from that than I do perhaps more obvious famous people that's not to say they don't inspire me I mean so I am easily inspired by all the guests I've had on the podcast you know yourself included anybody that is prepared to sort of step out and put themselves out there you know whether it doesn't have to be for a business and nail their colors to something to serve the world it gets my respect and inspires me i i'm a big fan of we've mentioned simon sinek i've never met him i'm very inspired by gary vaynerchuk 
Yeah, he's also yeah um, setting a different agenda on many things. He's definitely shaking up things and asking some brutal questions. He well, is not only in social media connection, but in general how we run businesses and yeah, hundred percent. And there's a massive play in there to a lot of things you're talking about about purpose behind a business and you know what you're in it for. And I've been following his content for a lot of years, and it's hard to to come up and be new and keep creating and have people follow you in that way is 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 not easy and so he's one definitely I had the pleasure of meeting him last year when he came to London thanks to Mark McCulloch for the ticket <laughs> he's the real deal for me I, you know I have mentors I have mentors a guy called Andy Harrington who helps me with my speaking and, and inspired me to turn my passion into profit and showed me that there was a way to do that you know a big nod to him and my speaking coach Carol Fossey the danger is when you start mentioning people then I, I miss people out and I don't want to do that so but friends and family first and foremost yeah Cool. What is the next thing, Mark? I know you're working on different platforms, but is there something where you can lift the curtain a bit and say there's something coming? Yeah, I've always got a next project. (laughs) I guess there's two things to talk about. One is I do a public-facing event called Lighting Your Spark, which is all about how to find your purpose. That's a one-day event at the moment. It's a breakthrough event. And that I will be extending to a two-day and ultimately a three-day event to incorporate a firewalk. I want to make that a lot more holistic. It's about finding the right people, but I've got some great people around me that do a lot of work around sort of nutrition. And get back to energy, it's all centered around energy and yoga. And I want to really expand that experience but right now that is a one-day event called lighting your spark it's the favorite thing that i do and i run those every two months i run it at the georgian house hotel very small intimate 10 mm. people it's a great day i've definitely got a book in me which is kind of on scraps we and all bits have. of paper haven't we all and then on the business side of things i run again i've I, I do it like you i do a lot on leadership and and i come from a place of sort of how to lead yourself So that's very much my current thing. But I'm doing more and more in the emotional intelligence space. Some people don't believe you can teach, you know, emotional intelligence or EQ. I believe you can. And I believe that some people have it more innate than Mm. others. I I accept that. But it's not all about that. And I think that you can, you know, there's one, it's one area that it's for me. So if there was one magic bullet in terms of business, and we've talked about purpose, emotional intelligence gets you a long way. You know, EQ yeah, beats IQ every day of the week. It's also called kindness, you know, like just like kindness. understand understand other people's world and your impact on others. Yeah, yeah and you, what you do has impact more than just one circle around you. But yeah, I agree. It's like uh, we talked about the Rubik's cube last time. It's again solving the Rubik's cube. You yeah. can you can train that if you really want. Yeah, if you don't want, of course you can't learn it. Same like if you don't want to yeah. play football, you're never going to be good at playing football. Hundred so. percent. So I think if you you know if you took a scale of I don't know. Minus five being zero emotional intelligence to to plus five, which is just pouring out of you. Even if someone's a minus three, you know, maybe we can get them to a plus two, you know, which for a lot of companies could be transformational. A lot of people could be transformational. Yeah, I think it can get you a a long way in life. And I think it's a, a massively and there's not enough taught even in schools i do talks in schools right now and i'm always that's my free that's not for profit and i'm always thinking how can i do more how can i do more and i think emotional intelligence is one thing that area that's very unexplored and maybe i'm the guy to do it i'm sure you are in the end of the podcast we always ask to give advice to leaders in within the restaurant and hospitality industry what would you one advice be if you could give one here the, the silver bullet as you cool, call the silver it. bullet i always say i never give advice <laughs> inspiration then. inspiration yeah be kind always doing the right thing when doing the right thing is hard but i really believe it if you are thinking 
of others always in your thoughts and deeds it's a great place to to live from to move from and if i could leave some of you with something it's just about you know, go back to this point everybody has a gift everybody and and it doesn't have to be about changing the world or starting a business but everybody has something and when you can find that gift and and use it and i come back again to purpose it's it's incredible. It's an incredible feeling. And so to be able to sort of live that, I just think is the ultimate. So I would, it, it, if I have to give one piece of advice, it would be do some work on yourself, spend some time, find your purpose. And if you can't do it on your own, find somebody to help you. And if you're not sure where to start, contact me and I'll put you in touch with someone. This is, it's just the most amazing thing. And if we all did that, I think the world would be a better place. I totally agree. Very good advice. So uh, where can people find you if they thought nah, I want to check out this mark guy that sounds interesting smashthebox.me is the website yeah. so every you can access everything there quotes podcast uh, you can read a bit more about me if you want uh, so smashthebox.me if you're more interested in the podcast it's on iTunes just type mark picture smash the box into any social media channel you'll find me there's about 500 videos plus videos out there on YouTube and all the other usual channels yeah that's that's pretty the the best place to do it uh, if you want to email me it's mark at smashthebox.me great or come you. to Chiswick Common at 6.30am in the morning and I'll, <laughs> I'll be there <laughs> out of breath yeah <laughs> And then you can have a chat afterwards, yeah. because then he's going to be in his performance high state from yeah. an energy point of yeah, view. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Mark, thank you very much for coming on the the podcast and uh, talking about your story, which is very powerful, and your purpose and all the other things we covered. I know we're going to be on the fourth date. What that involves, oh, we'll yeah. see. Keep on being maverick, and thank you very much for your time. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Thank you. That's all we had time for today. Thank you, Mark, for sharing your thoughts and approaches on how to find your inner purpose and spark. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please give us a like, review, share, or let us know what you think. Thanks to Let's Talk Video Production for your ongoing assistance making these podcasts happen. Tune in next time for another industry interview. In the meantime, find out more about us and sign up to our newsletter at hospitalitymavericks.com. Thanks for listening and be maverick.